0: Hey friends, welcome back to the Yoga Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Meg Sanjamino, and this podcast brings you short, bite-sized pieces of business advice to help you grow your yoga and wellness business. Make sure you hop into the Yoga Business Strategy Facebook group and say hello, as well as go to the website MegSanjamino.com to download some free resources. And make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Yoga Biz Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about speaking the language of your ideal client instead of the language of being a yoga teacher. So the last couple episodes, we've been talking a lot about content and marketing. And while it's so important to just get out there and start leveraging social media, building an email list, emailing your list, getting into those habits is really important and takes time. Once you build up those habits, it's time to really start to think about the language that you're using. Whenever we get clients inside YBA, one of the first things we do is we ask them to send us the links for the different social media platforms they're on, their website, and if they have a welcome sequence or something for their email list so we can take a look. So today I'm going to be talking about the common mistakes that I see. And I really just put the first one right here in the title, which is that the biggest mistake that I see is that yoga teachers aren't using the client of students. They're using yoga teacher language. And so it doesn't resonate. It doesn't click with students and they don't end up getting new enrollments, new one-on-one clients or anything like that. So today I really want to help you learn how to speak the language of your ideal client so that your emails, your social media captions, your website copy can really stand out and convert at a higher rate. You know, get more students into those classes, get more students into those workshops. I want to start with a non-yoga related example. I was looking recently at a mattress ad because I'm in the market for a new mattress. And I was really thinking about this concept of speaking the language of your ideal client. Now, the mattress ad was talking about how um, you know clients that have bought and used this mattress have reported really good quality sleep. They wake up feeling more energized. They don't wake up feeling sore. Their bodies feel good and happy. They're ready to take on the day. And the ad showed a lot of imagery of happy couples, pets, kids, enjoying time in the home. Now that is an example of marketing that really, really, really knows their ideal client and the goal of their ideal client. Notice that the mattress ad wasn't talking about the design of the springs, the design of the shape of the mattress or any of the things that went into actually manufacturing the mattress itself. It focused on the problem that we all have is that we don't have good sleep. We wake up feeling sore. We wake up feeling not rested. So this ad did a great job of really using language that was problem-oriented instead of solution-oriented. So I'm gonna switch to some yoga-related examples, but I wanted to use that example because one, it's super relevant in my life right now. It really got me thinking about some of the problems that I've been having that I didn't even really realize I was having until I saw this ad and I realized there was a solution to it. So this is what I usually see from yoga teachers is that their language focuses on the solution and they use a lot of solution oriented words. So for example, I'll see things online like join this workshop and learn how to slow down your nervous system or learn the breath of fire or learn different methods for meditation. And while that's great and some people might sign up with that type of language, the truth is most people don't. (laughs) No. <laughs> Anything about their nervous system, they have no idea what breath of fire is, and what they know about meditation is most likely pretty limited. So what if we switched that around and instead used language that's more accessible to what our students are walking around in their lives, worried about and having problems with. So I want you to take a moment to really think about what some of those problems might be. And if you've ever had clients or taken on students, what's some of the language that they've used with you, right? So I get students who come to my yoga classes here in Raleigh all the time who are constantly saying that the studio in my class is a safe space for them to really just feel whatever it is they need to feel. And that's language directly from students. I also get feedback all the time that my classes have really helped students feel more confident coming into a studio because they've had experiences in the past where teachers have really pushed them into shapes that don't feel good in their body have never really encouraged the use of props or variations of different poses and hearing that from students is something that you can kind of put into a little library of market research and use in your language so if you're marketing one-on-one yoga sessions instead of saying you know you'll get all these personalized meditations custom yoga classes with variations and accessible use of props. Maybe instead you say something like, have you never felt welcome in a yoga studio? Have you ever felt like an outsider because you're not doing these fancy headstands or really advanced binds? And then you slowly bridge that gap into why one-on-one yoga might actually be a really good option for these people. But you're really looking at the problem that they're facing, the struggles that they've had in the past, struggles that they're facing right now. And you're kind of turning it around and saying, you know, I think I might have a solution to that. Instead of just coming right off the bat and saying, like, learn meditation, learn yoga, get customized this, get customized that. People might not know that that is what they need, but they do know that they don't feel comfortable in a yoga studio. Or maybe they do know that they're working through an injury and they haven't quite found a sustainable solution to working through that injury. A lot of yoga teachers stray away from using the language of their students because we as yoga teachers know how much more multifaceted the practice of yoga is than what we see out here in our society. A lot of people come to yoga for the physical benefits. And we know that there's so much more to yoga than just the physical benefits, but we also, as business owners, as marketers, because that's what we're doing, that's what we're using our language to do is to market our services. We have to meet people where they're at currently in their practice. And a lot of times that's someone who is looking for an alternative type of practice to going to the gym, looking for certain mobility or flexibility, looking to work through an injury, things like that. So our language, it's really important for our language to meet people there. And while we might know that breath of fire, that restorative yoga, that yin yoga could help with these things, we have to make sure that we're slowly easing people into those ideas because using language that only yoga teachers really know is gonna scare away potential clients and make them feel a little bit intimidated, right? I find that in my business, I struggle with this as well. I know (laughs) that growing an email list is gonna be the best way to market yourself as a business owner. Across the board, every marketing expert, every study shows that email marketing is more effective than any other type of marketing. But I also know that most of the yoga teachers in my community think that social media is going to be the best way to grow. So I create a lot of content about social media and I also make sure that within that content, I am really putting a lot of value in there and showing people that there's more to marketing than just social media. So by meeting all of you where you're at, which might be, I just started my business and I think that social media is the only way to slowly introducing these other topics and opening up those possibilities in your mind. If you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, most likely what I've been saying, the value I've been putting out to you has shifted your mindset about business in one way or another, whether you knew it or not. Maybe you came to this podcast looking to grow your Instagram and you realize like, Hey, actually need to create a couple freebies and pull people onto an email list. But I do a lot of market research to understand where all of you are at in your business journey. And I try really hard to meet you where you're at. So think about that in terms of your business and a couple of good ways to see where people are at in their journey is one to get really specific on who you want to be working with, because you're not going to get information from everyone about where they're at. That's just way too much. But if you work with, for example, just, retired athletes, which is who I worked with when I first became a yoga teacher. You can go into Facebook groups. You can look on Reddit, on Twitter. You can ask your audience if you have a current audience of retired athletes, what are your biggest challenges right now in terms of working through injuries, in terms of getting back into a sustainable fitness routine after playing a sport? And you'll get language sent to you from your ideal client that you can then use in your marketing. I heard all the time from retired athletes that they struggled a lot with body confidence. After retiring from being either a professional or a high level athlete, they struggled with body confidence. They struggled going to the gym, going to step into a yoga studio because they felt bad about their body post playing sports. That's something that I then used in my marketing to really meet people and show compassion for where they were at in their journey, and then introduced the concept of working one-on-one with a yoga teacher, starting to dabble in meditations for body image, even promoting a program that was just for retired athletes. But you need that information. You need to start doing that market research to actually come up and think of those words that your ideal client will really, really resonate with. So I hope this was helpful for you. Our next episode is going to be on mindset. So marketing with just like everything else in business comes with a lot of mindset, you know, um, Feelings of, I don't want to bother people. I don't want to do market research because I don't want to take up anyone's time. So if you are starting to feel those things as you do your market research, definitely tune into the next episodes. Make sure you're subscribed to this podcast and hit me up on Instagram at meg underscore Sanjimino. I would love to hear from you and I will see you back here on the Yoga Viz podcast really soon.